All right, good afternoon and welcome in. Here we're live at K Street Seafood Station. This is Alan Waddell. Uh, this is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented uh, by Creighton Towns and Holes. I want to thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Southeastern Baseball off to their best start since 2012 with a 7-1 record after taking two out of three from Sanford this weekend and blasting Jackson State in the midweek. Got a lot to talk about here this afternoon. As a man, a great weekend of baseball again. Southeastern off to a great start, seven and one, and it's unique. We're going to play a game tonight. We have a uh, Monday night baseball here in Hammond as St. John's. Uh, they were in town playing Tulane over the weekend down in New Orleans, and now they're going to stick around and, and take on the Lions here tonight. Monday night baseball at the Pat at Alumni Field. We hope to see everybody out there this afternoon. A six o'clock first pitch against St. John's. Uh, at this time, we're going to welcome to the show the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Reiser. And, Matt, thanks for being here. 7-1 yep. and one to start the year. You take two out of three from a good Sanford team uh, right here in Hammond. You blast Jackson State in the midweek. Uh, but overall, pretty solid start, 7-1. and one. Yeah, uh, a good week for the club. And, and like you said, we get a little Monday night baseball, so the week's not quite done yet, right? Uh, thought we did a good job of setting the tone there on Tuesday. Uh, if you know tradition, Jackson State is not a very easy place to play. Uh, they're a good club, especially at their ballpark. And uh, just really proud. I thought we did a good job of going out there and, and taking care of business and, uh, and being very, very professional in our approach to the game, you know, staying focused, staying locked in, just trying to show signs of mature ball club. And I'll see into the weekend, right, coming back home against, like you said, a good Sanford club who finished second in the SoCon last year. And, uh, you know, again, project the preseason to be up there for, for a chance to win the SoCon again and, uh, you know, be around, uh, you know, a regional-type club. So uh, I thought it was a good weekend for us. You know, obviously we wanted to finish it off yesterday with a sweep. You know how I am. I don't get content with anything. Yep. So, uh, you know, a little disappointed in, in the game yesterday. But this is why I wasn't a football coach. We get to do this thing again tonight. So I don't have to wait a whole other week before we have to do this again. Matt, your team scored double-digit runs in five of the eight games so far. Uh, you know, you look through the statistics uh, at what your club's doing so far. I mean, really, the way your team is getting on base, uh, the way you're walking, the way you're getting hit by pitch, then driving guys in, uh, you know, the offense seems to be – this is your style. You know, the, uh, whenever you're putting a lot of pressure on the opponent, you're stealing bases, uh, and you're putting up a lot of runs here through the first part of this season. Yeah, you know, we're doing a good job of, of the strike zone discipline. Uh, and that's where maybe we got out of it just a little bit yesterday. But, um, you know, the guys have done a really good job of controlling the zone. Uh, Coach Pym actually got a compliment yesterday from Sanford. You know, their hitting guy was kind of talking before the game of, you know, hey, man, what do you do for strike zone awareness and discipline? Your guys, they don't swing at balls. I mean, they, yeah. they and, you know, and sometimes that default, right, that, hey, man, the ball's probably off the dish. We get a strike three call on it or, you know, uh, where we need to move the baseball. But, uh, hey, man, they just do a really good job of understanding what the zone is and what it looks like, and that creates base runners. Well, when you create base runners and you don't move your feet and you can't pitch on, on the inner half of the plate, uh, you know, because of the HBPs, and you start to create that pressure. And then, obviously, I thought we've done a really good job of running the bases, you know. Uh, obviously, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to have our moments where, you know, maybe there can be a second guess. But the great thing that I've seen so far in those first eight games is when we do get smacked in the mouth on, on our base running stuff, the guys aren't getting timid. They're staying aggressive, and that's the only way it goes south, in all honesty, if they if they start having some failure, right? They get thrown out once or twice or try to take an extra bag and, and don't have success. If they start getting timid now, after that, they haven't done that. They've done a really good job of continuing to look for the moments and uh, the, the parts of the game to expose it. So you look at games like, you know, Saturday. I mean, <laughs> Shay Thomas, when he hit the grand slam, you look up on the scoreboard, we had eight, eight runs, and that was the first hit of the ball game, you know. And, again, it went back to we had some quality at bats. We had some base running. Uh, things that we did really, really well and, and created pressure. And then, also we threw the big punch there uh, early in the Saturday game. So it's been good to see that out of the offense. You know, and it, it gives you the ability to know that 
You don't have to go out there against a, a really good Friday guy like we saw against Sanford with Cravey. Uh, you don't have to go out there and bang out 15 hits. Some days you might, you know, and, but you don't have to do it every single time on a Friday guy. You can find ways to beat those guys without having to get the hits. Take the walks, take the HBPs, get the big, get in the big moment, move runners where you need to, uh, take the free 90s, and all of a sudden you can look up and you beat the Friday night guy who's really good. Tyler Finke, five stolen bases away from the, uh, the school record here at Southeastern. He's already got 11 stolen bases as a start this season. Uh, he's off to a great start. You look at his on-base percentage as well, hitting in that two-hole, uh, 12 walks, five hit by, hit by pitches. Uh, what Rhett's doing at the top of the lineup is, you know, it's, it's almost like little league numbers uh, when you look at it, uh, <laughs> Matt. Yeah. I mean, it's really yeah. it's really crazy. Rhett has been has been hit by 10 pitches and walked 12 times to start the season. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody uh, that, you know, you look at their, their body, I think they're, he's what, two for – two for 15 and, right. and he's on base right. percentage of 650 you know right. those two guys have really done a nice job of setting the setting the table yep. uh, for your rbi guys behind them shay thomas kellingsworth right there behind them both with double digit rbi so far as well yeah we really have and you know like we talked about that first five we knew going into the season was to be extremely tough to pitch to especially because of the top two man you you've got a guy who's got great strike zone awareness and rosevere knows how to get on base he'll pop you when he has to and then uh finky right behind him just he's an electric player i mean you know again Sunday, he keeps showing bunt, showing bunt. You know the runner he is. He lures third baseman in and then just pushes one over the third baseman's head for a base hit, and that's the kind of things he'll do. And all of a sudden, you want to groom a fastball on a 2-0 count, he'll split a gap or hit a homer. So uh, just the dynamics of the top of the lineup to set up for the middle of the order. By the time you get to 3-4-5, you're pretty exhausted already through 1-2. and two. So, uh, again, and the offense has been complete. I mean, not just the, the top half or the middle half, the back end. Look what the back end's done for us as well, you know. Uh, when you look at guys like, you know, Champ Artigues is hitting four-something or whatever in the seven-hole force, he's yep. finding ways to get on base to kind of reset that lineup again. Yep. Uh, we're having productivity, you know, obviously with TJ Salvaggio down there and, uh, you know, a Grizzafi, you know, coming in there uh, at, at the end of the game there uh, on Saturday throwing a, throwing a punch. You know, we just we got so many different type of guys that complement each other really, really well. If we want to go big and strong, we can. If we want to go fast, we can. If we want to go uh, contact, we can. If we want to go uh, defense, we can. You know, there's just there's so many different options we have to play on uh, inside the game. And like we said, you know, we've, we've got probably 12 guys going to start in any lineup in the country. Uh, they're doing a great job of kind of being in those roles and being ready for when the moment is called. Matt, I want to go back to this, this hit-by-pitch thing for just a moment. You know, it's, it, I know this has been a staple of your program since uh, you've been here. Uh, if you haven't been to any fall games or, or watched this team enter squad, I mean, it's a when somebody gets hit by a pitch, it's like hitting a home run. I mean, you know, don't, don't move your feet. I know that's a very uh, big thing. It's part of the culture here. But, man, this thing has just been amped up, and we're leading the nation to get hit by pitches. I, Rhett uh, led the nation last year with 37 HBPs. He's already got 10 through the first eight games, it means on pace to have like 60 HPP, uh, <laughs> HPP so far this year. I mean, you would think that teams are going to start adjusting, uh, right. but it just it's, it's not it hasn't happened. Well, but you look at the guy like Rhett Rosevere, you know, how do you get him out? If, if you've you got to pick your poison. If you want to go away off the dish, middle of the dish, off the dish, then he's going to hit you. I mean, that's just the reality of what he's yeah. going to do. He's where he's going to get the base hit. Okay, well, then we got to go in to go get him out. You've got to be perfect. I mean, and, even, and you better do it in the right counts because if you do it in a 3-1 count or 2-0 count in there, he's going to end up landing on it for, you know, an extra base hit. So, uh, you know, you, you got to make a really quality pitch in a, yeah. in a very tight moment, in a very 
tight space, and if you don't, you're going to hit him, or you can leave it over the plate, and he's going to whack it too. So, uh, you know, a, again, that's where we've always talked about if you really want to get good hitters out. Uh, you look at the guys, the historic, you know, great big leaguers. You've got to be able to get in. Even the guys with big power, you've got to be yep. able to get on there in a half uh, to, to get those guys out because they've got such great plate coverage. When you've got great plate coverage, you can cover multiple speeds of pitches, right? You can cover the fastball, the changeup, uh, the curveball, the slider, whatever it may be. So, uh, again, that's just it, – it is. It's an identity. It's a mentality. It's a makeup. We're going to dominate the inner half if you miss – in there, right, where we need to. We're going to dominate it with a barrel. If you miss on us, then obviously we're going to wear it and we'll go down to first base and let the next guy knock us in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really – I mean, I think for us we're just so used to seeing it. But, I mean, these are numbers that are that are gaudy. You know, you start looking around the country yeah. at what's going on. As, uh, you know, if, if you throw the ball inside, uh, we're going to let it hit us and we're going to get to first base. And that's why our on-base percentage so far through these first eight games have been really well, uh, really, really good. And, uh, you know, and with the way that this team steals bags and, and creates havoc on the base pass, I don't think there's any um, – you know, there's no secret of why through the first eight games we've scored in double-digit runs uh, five times. Southeastern went 3-1 and one on the week. So far they knocked off uh, Jackson State in the midweek. Uh, blew those guys out. We'll talk about that game here in just a moment. And then took two out of three from Sanford. And, again, Monday Night Baseball. We have a game here tonight. We're going to play St. John's, the Red Storm. They were in town this weekend. Took two out of three from Tulane. Uh, they'll be here in Hammond taking on our Lions tonight with a 6 o'clock first pitch. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to walk through all these games. We'll tell you about the highlights. Uh, we'll give you all, uh, the, the talk about all the pitching, all the different guys that contributed this week. we got a lot to cover here. We'll be with you until 1 o'clock. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented by Creighton Townsend Homes live at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're live here at K Street Seafood Station. I'm Alan Waddell. Uh, this is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser. Presented, as always, by Creighton Townsend Homes. want to thank those guys, all they do for Southeastern Athletics. Lions went 3-1 and one on the week, knocked off Jackson State on Tuesday night, and then turned around and took two out of three from Sanford off to a 7-1 and one start here uh, in 2023. And, Matt, let's talk about this Jackson State game. You know, they hadn't been on the schedule in a couple of years. Uh, I know you talked about that last week, and really the last time Jackson State was on the schedule, I think they swept us. They beat us up there and then beat us here in Hammond. Yeah, sure uh, you went up there and really – Got off to a great start, scored five runs in the first, five in the second. You look up, it's 10 nothing uh, going into the bottom of the second. So you got off to a great start you wanted uh, and, and really just kind of coasted to this one. But, you know, you look up, and I know it only ended up being a seven-inning game, but you only gave up two hits. Yep. And, and, you know, you didn't give up any runs. So, yep. yeah, you could say, hey, we had a great day offensively, but you didn't relax on the mound as well uh, as, again, seven innings, uh, no run baseball against Jackson State. Yeah, you know, I thought it was uh, imperative that we get off to a good start there at Jackson State. It had been a couple of years, like you said, uh, since we had been there. And uh, man, we got right out the shoot, man. The big home run by Connor Manola there in the first yeah. just was, was the big punch that we needed, right? Kind of set the tone that we're here. And I thought really, all honestly, the focus all night was really good. Aaron Hosack was, was fantastic in his start, you know, did a good job of changing speeds, throwing a lot of strikes, keeping them off balance. Uh, they've got a few hitters in there that can hurt you, and, and he did a great job of, of putting balls where it needs to be. And in all honesty, again, I thought the guys did a really good job 
coming in off the bench. I mean, we, we continued to score. You know, like we said, we scored the first four innings. But even the, the innings we didn't score, we had a lot of loud outs. The guys coming off the bench had some good swings on some balls. And, uh, you know, and then we did a good job on the back end after Hosack was out, uh, you know, finishing up the game like we like we needed to. We got in there and, and got the two zeros. And that's, that's the stuff you like to see because it's easy to get relaxed yeah, mentality-wise. Sure. You look at the scoreboard, it's 19 and nothing, and go, ah, you know, if we give up one, who cares type of deal. But that's not that's not the mindset of a champion. I mean, we're trying to be as as, as the best version of ourselves as we possibly can. You know, we're trying to be perfect. You know, that's what you're striving for. But obviously, we know we're not going to happen. But uh, but you know, we can be perfect in our focus is what we can do. Uh, we can be you know, where we're locked in every single pitch. And to be able to do that Tuesday night in an environment like it was in Jackson State, like I said, it's not an easy place to play by any means. They're always good at their ballpark. And we knew we we talked about it beforehand. They're on the show last week that, that hey, man, they're a Friday guy. He comes back and he throws his bullpen on Tuesday. That's what he does. You know, instead of throwing a bullpen, he throws live in a game for an inning. Uh, their closer, guess what he's going to do? That's who they're going to have ready available. Uh, by the time we saw their Friday night guy and their closer, it was already 19 to nothing. So, uh, you know, you feel a lot better being up by 19 than you do, you know, being in a tight game, seeing those guys. But, again, I thought we had quality of bats against those guys. And uh, for people who are listening that think, oh, well, it's just Jackson State. Well, Jackson State went on Friday night and beat Jackson beat UNO at UNO 3 nothing, and the Friday night guy threw and threw a gym there on Friday night. Absolutely. And, you know, he had some guys with some big performances. Uh, Jake Killingsworth had three hits, had four RBIs. Uh, you mentioned Connor Manoli, a couple of hits, but six RBIs had the home run as well. Uh, Champ uh, had two hits and three RBIs as well. So kind of that, you know, that middle order really, really providing a lot of offense for this club. We saw a lot of guys get in the game. You mentioned that, uh, you know, Clay Cook. Uh, Dane Watts, uh, Lake and Polk got in the bat in this one as well. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so you got a bunch of different guys. Michael Curry got in the game. So a lot of different guys getting in there. Uh, Logan Sheridan uh, got in there as well. Uh, so you, you were able to, to play a lot of different guys. And, and that's been great so, so far earlier in this year. We've had some lopsided wins, yep. but, but, but you're just creating depth. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. Well, we have key roles. And, that, and that's, you know, some of the stuff we're playing out here early in the season is, you know, um, we want to be able to have guys that can come off the bench and pinch hit. But the first time I want them to do it, I don't want to have to be a, a one-run game, you know, right. that they're having to do it. And like, oh, hey, man, first about the year, here you go, here's your pinch hit. Like, get in there, get some A-Bs, create some situations. Hey, man, I want you to pinch run and be able to steal a bag. All right, well, I don't want the first time you have to do that when we're down by one in the ninth inning. I wanted to create some of those opportunities. Hey, man, hey, by the way, you got to go and play defense, and uh, I need you to make those three outs in the ninth inning when, when it's a one-run game. Hey, let's let's create that, and let's not be the first time to do it. So we've been fortunate. We've scored a lot of runs offensively, allow some of those opportunities because, again, we've got some guys that, that have roles, and then they're key roles in the winning a championship. It doesn't take one. It takes, you know, all of us, and, um, and, and they've done a good job of, of again, getting in there, getting after it when the moment's called and not looking at the scoreboard. So that's, that's one moment I've been proud of. Well, Matt, you rolled that thing into, into Friday night against Sanford. We knew that they were coming in and they were a good club. Yeah. And Friday, you know, that was a traditional Friday night, you know, big-time college baseball game, two aces on the mound. Uh, Brennan Stupridge for us. Uh, they're, I think Cravey was his name on the uh, on Friday night for them. Uh, they kind of punched us in the mouth a little bit to start the game. They jump up 2-0. I think he struck out the side against us in the first inning as yep. well. Yep. Uh, but we kind of took their punch. And then 
Uh, then started chipping away at that thing and were able to get a big victory 6-5. to five. But this kind of had it all. You know, you fell behind early. You're facing a really good arm. Situationally, I thought we were good in this game. Yeah. Uh, Brennan settled in, kept us in the ball game, uh, and we were able to win this sucker. Yeah, you know, uh, they were feeling pretty good about what they had done the last couple of games. They had walked off, or not walked off, they had beaten uh, Memphis. Uh, Memphis in extra innings in that Sunday game, and then they had come back in a, in a grinder against Jacksonville State, a good club who beat Georgia the week before uh, on Tuesday night. So they had a couple close wins. They were feeling the momentum a little bit. Obviously, you saw that in Cravey. I don't know if he's hit that many spots consistently in, in his career. Uh, was just fantastic in the first. He inning. was good in the first. He was, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's 94, 95 dotting spots. He was getting a little bit off the dish. He knew that. He stayed out there and, and continued to get that call and continued to land a breaking ball out there. Man, he was just really, really good. But like you said, man, there was no panic in the dugout. And that's what I was really proud of. It was the first time all year being down. And you just got a sense in the dugout like, all right, hey, there's a lot of ball game left. You know, they can get all excited as they want. But, hey, man, we're, we've got good energy. We're confident what we're going to do. We're going to have our moments. We're going to score. Hey, man, long game. Let's just keep playing the game, and we'll see what where it goes. And uh, I, I thought, you know, those guys did a really good job of that. Like you said, Brennan Stupert's really, in all honesty, had two mistakes. Uh, you know, we, we had the one that they hit the double down the line, scored a run on or two on. Uh, and then the home run just leaked a little bit more out of the plate than what we liked yeah. to. You know, we wanted to get it in there and didn't quite get in there. And all honesty, the hitter thought he got it in, uh, that it did. If you watch on video, we went back and watched on the home run that Anderson hit. He actually slams the bat down and all of a sudden ends up, on, you know, over the fence, you know, for, well, for a two-run home well, run. Well, to that so. point, this weekend was really a, a good weekend for hitters. I mean, the yeah, fact that the yeah. wind was blowing out. I yeah. mean, it was unseasonably warm. Yeah. It's been unseasonably warm for us yeah. here in, uh, in late February uh, here in South Louisiana. It felt like kind of that conference tournament a few years ago, whatever, you know, the wind was blowing yeah. out and to that nature. But – uh, you know, I thought the story really Friday night, Matt, was, you know, we've been talking about it, but, man, your bullpen. I mean, yeah. I, thought we, I thought we really got an opportunity, the fan base here at home, got to see what this bullpen brings to the table. We ran four different arms out there in O'Toole, Rodriguez, yep. Rob, and Asphalm, and, and they were just lights out. I yep. mean, and they allowed us, they kept the game right where it was. Uh, and then slammed the door on them there at the end. Well, that was literally the conversation we had in the dugout. You know, we, we, we had the conversation, hey, keep it right at five. I promise you we're going to win this game. I promise you. We're down five, two, or five, three at the time. I promise you we keep it at five. We are going to win the ball game. O'Toole does a great job bouncing back. Uh, you know, gives, he gives us some energy, man. He's a veteran on the, on the staff. You know, he's been in this program for, for a few years now and, and um, really loyal to it, man, trusted. And, you know, so he gets out there, man, and, and just the guys are rooting him on. He just flips the energy of whatever's going on. Uh, you know, J-Rod was fantastic in his outing as well, made some big pitches and some big moments. You know, they had second and third and, and two outs, yeah. two strikes. He really did a really good job of ramming a fastball in there. Um, you know, and then obviously Hayden Robb to, to Dalton Asphalt, man, that eighth, ninth inning, man. Is, is that guys. is that what you want to do? You, you want, do you That's like Rob idea. in the eighth? We, we, there's a couple guys. We like Spencer in the eighth. You know, we like Rob. Yeah. It just kind of depends on where we're at in the lineup. But what we do like is, hey, man, kind of those guys going out there in those type of roles. You don't have to go out and give me three or four, you know. Yeah. I want you to go get me three to six outs is what I need you to do uh, because we do have so much depth. Every guy, again, brings a little something different, right? Some guys have got elite fastball. Some guys got a plus chance. Up. Some guys got really good breaking balls. And, hey, man, in that lineup, you can look at it and go, hey, man, this guy can be for this, this, and this. You know, maybe one's mixed in in there that you don't like the matchup, but, hey, man, you can do enough to be around it to do what you got to do to get those three to six out. So, um, yeah, that what we did Friday night is exactly what you, you can foresee being the future, you know, going in the, the deeper in the season. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. And, and, Matt, going back to Asphalt for just a minute, 
I mean, this guy, you know, I know we, we saw glimpses of it a year ago. Right. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, he can stay consistent and, and have the type of the year we're all hoping for because, look, we have some big arms. But, I mean, it just sounds different coming out of his hand, man. I mean, it's like uh, I think the the, the scoreboard um, at the ballpark, I think at 97. I mean, I don't know if – and I got some of the players are saying, hey, that, that's low, that scoreboard's slow. You know, that's <laughs> not – yeah. you know, it's, it's not necessarily the, the right uh, miles per hour, but – I mean, this is a big arm that you have at the back end of the bullpen. And command has kind of been the issue with him whenever he had struggled. Yep. But, man, he's been good to start this year. Yep. Struck out the side there in the ninth. And, and he could be an X factor. I mean, there's not a lot of arms like that floating around uh, floating around the country. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and, and you see what he had to roll into. You know, I, I remember being at Arkansas last year. And that last game, bringing him late, trying to give him some experience there, the power five. You knew what it was going to turn into. And uh, he threw – Awful. I mean, it was really bad. And we were kind of sitting there and having a conversation. And like, hey, you know, we, we're going to need you. I mean, we there's there is nobody else. You're the guy. And about halfway through that year, man, it just it all clicked for him. I mean, he started funneling the strikes. Also, we knew what the stuff was. The breaking ball has come so far, man. It was just a very average breaking ball when he got here, if that at best. Uh, it's a elite breaking ball, you know. So you're talking about the velocity of the 96 and 95 that we saw on the scoreboard. But uh, I think the first two pitches he threw went. Breaking ball, breaking ball, boom, yeah. strike, strike, one, two. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, boy, he's got that too. So, uh, yeah, just really good to see there on Friday night. Again, just a, a gutsy, fantastic win uh, through and through. Again, another game we got out hit. Didn't matter. We did a good job of manufacturing some runs and uh, and played some good defense as well. And I don't want to get ahead of myself here because, again, we got a long way to go. But, you know, this we've had some great closers here. I mean, some yeah. really good ones. You think about, some, you know, the Stefan Lopez's of the world yeah. and all those, you know, Josh Green was outstanding. You, know, you think about some really good ones we've had. I know I'm leaving uh, a bunch of them out of there. But, man, this guy has the stuff to, to have a really special year, and hopefully he does. And, Matt, you, you just talked about, you know, you got out hitting on Friday night but still found a way to win. I think we got hit by pitch. We, we, we talked, touched on that earlier, I think, yep. five times on, yep. on Friday night. Yep. And – I think that kind of mentally starts getting to the opponent. 100%. And, and, and I think we saw that on Saturday. We're going to talk about Saturday in a minute. Yep. But what you did Friday kind of set the tone for the weekend. Yep. Uh, Shea Thomas had a big game on Friday as, not, as well offensively. His, his uh, He's had productive outs so far to, to start this year. You know, so you might look at a – you might you pull up the season tats. You go, oh, man, he's – what, he's hitting 200, whatever. But right. it doesn't matter. He's driving in a bunch of runs and doing what you need him to do. Well, the batting average is such a misleading yeah, stat absolutely. sometimes. You know, we need quality of bat average, what we need on those stat sheets. And uh, like you said, man, he's just – he's time and time again come up in the right moments and, and really provided what we need in the middle of that order. And, um, uh, you know, again, the batting average is one thing. And we're so early in the season still. He can go three for three tonight and you look yeah, up, he's well, hitting 300. And you're like, oh, oh, well, okay, yeah, he's having a great year type deal. So, uh, the thing that I look at is where the RBIs at. He's getting opportunities. He's knocking them in. You know, he's got 13 or 14 RBIs. Uh, where's the run scored at? You know, those kind of things. So if those things are matching up like we need to, the on base percentage is where it needs to be. Uh, then we're we're in good shape. So yeah, I think he's had some really quality at bats Friday night. Obviously, was another one. Uh, you, you could just feel it when he hit the home run on Friday night. Yeah. Like okay, we're still down, but it's it's here it comes. Here come yeah. the lines. Like you knew they knew. Um, and again, just a, a really quality game on Friday that set a tone for the weekend. Like yeah, you said. The, sure the HBPs 
Well, like I said, we're going to get to Saturday here in a second, but I don't know how many HPPs we had on Saturday. Probably not as many uh, as we did on Friday. It was in their head, though. You could tell. Well, and it's okay. Well, we're not going to go in. We're going to go out over the plate. Well, then also we launched four home runs on Saturday. So, right. you know, but just you, you've decided what side of the sword you want to die on, right? Uh, but we'll, we'll slice you on both sides of it. So the Lions uh, won Friday night 6-5, to five, moved their record to 6-0 and oh on the season. They'd be right back at it on Saturday. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about a game on Saturday uh, that the Lions exploded offensively again here at home. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented by Creighton Townsend Homes live at Kate Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Hey, all right, welcome back. Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented by Creighton Townsend Holmes. I'm Alan Waddell. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here at Kate Street Seafood Station in Hammond. We do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. I want to thank everybody who came out here today. Phenomenal food, by the way. Yeah, I know you're diving. we got steak, steak tips, tips oh over my there. Goodness, yeah. got some, my got favorite. Some, some sushi came back here behind me. Yep. So uh, we got all kind of stuff coming here at Kate Street. Lions uh, off to a great start here in 2023, off to a 7-1 start. Took two out of three from Sanford over the weekend. They'll play tonight against St. John's uh, out of New York. They're, they're down here. They took on Tulane over the weekend, beat the Green Wave two out of three. Uh, they'll play Southeastern tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll talk about the scout report on those guys uh, here coming up later on on our program, so stay with us. Uh, we're walking you through these uh, this weekend as Southeastern took two out of three from a good Sanford team. Um, and Saturday was just an offensive explosion. Lions went at 15-5. to five. Uh, Maybe one of the strangest starts uh, I've seen to a game when you talk about uh, offensively. Uh, you, you touched on a little bit earlier, Matt. You know, Shea hits the, the grand slam there in the second. That was our first hit, and we went up 8 nothing at that point. We That's had done, right. we had, done had a lot of productive outs. We had, we had created a lot of havoc. Uh, you know, you think in the first inning, uh, Finky gets on, steals second, and they yep. have a pass ball, gets a third, and we have a productive out and gets him in. Yep. So just being able to generate runs without hits, that's one of the reasons that, you know, you've been scoring so many runs yep. is because you're scoring runs on hits, but you're also scoring runs on not having to get hits. And you, that, I think Saturday late in the game was really kind of a, a barrage, a lot of home runs, you know, extra base hits. But early it was just applying pressure to them and kind of letting them implode a little bit there in the first couple of innings. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, we did a really good job of, of getting on and being aggressive and, uh, and and just playing our style. And then, you know, the thing is, it, here's some of the difficulties sometimes when you, you're getting walked a little bit and getting hit. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> you keep going around the bases, you got the bases drunk, and, and it's, uh, you know, everybody's got on by, by a walk or an HPP, right, free passes. Uh, but somebody at some point in time, you know, you only get one for the walk, right, that you walk in a run or hit a run in. And I want to take those. Don't get me wrong. All those runs are valuable. But when you're able to throw a huge punch like Shea Thomas did, uh, that's kind of the backbreaker, yeah, right? No that's, that's the crumbling uh, punch that you need to be able to kind of expand that thing. So, I mean, if it's into a double play, it's 5 nothing, and it's different. Right, exactly you know, The whole right. game's different. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, 100%. So, you know, it, it was good to see that. You know, that's, that's, that's exactly what we want to do. I don't care how we get them on, get them on. But once we're on, let's go ahead and get them in. Find ways to do it. Uh, sometimes it's going to be with, with a hit. Sometimes it's going to be with a sacrifice. Sometimes it'll be uh, just because you're in your best nine down the line and then you put some pressure on them to make an error, right? Uh, again, I think the way and the style we play creates some of that, uh, you know, for anybody that says it's going to play us. They know coming in the weekend, hey, man, we got to do X, Y, and Z. If we don't do that this weekend, then, you know, Southeastern is going to beat us. Just, that's the way it's going to be. So we got to be really good at this. And I don't think they normally have to prepare like that, you know, week in and week out for their opponents. Sometimes they can sit back and just, hey, man, we can 
can hit. We can just pitch, throw strikes. Don't have to worry about any of the pressure stuff. Uh, and you see, when it's created, uh, it, it, and before you ever get in the game, uh, sometimes it creates those mistakes for you to, to give that advantage once you get in there. Absolutely. Lions explode offensively in this one. Uh, again, highlighted by the grand slam that by Shea Thomas there in the second to go up 8 nothing. Uh, Savaggio had a, another home run, his second of the season. And, and Matt, I know, you know, going into the season, you, you were – Really excited about what he can do, you know, in the field, his range, you know, his glove. And, and you knew the offense was there. I mean, you know, that, that the potential was there. But we're seeing that early in the year. I think he's already got four extra base hits on the season, seven RBIs. That's got to be a pleasant surprise for you uh, with TJ and what he's been doing offensively here in his first year as a full-time starter. Yeah, it is and it isn't, in all honesty. Um, we've known the ability that TJ has at the plate. You know, obviously in a very short stint last year, you know, the fan base got to see and like, oh, man, I don't know if that kid can hit at all. Like, just trust me, he's a true freshman. It's going to come along, don't worry. All the tools, the ability, work ethic, all that stuff's there. The competitor's there, so he's going to be just fine. And, uh, yeah, like you said, man, obviously he's a elite shortstop, uh, you know, can defend with the best of them in the country, but his offensive production has been huge. And not just the home runs, those are the fun ones to see. Right, yeah, he's hit a couple home runs there, but he's had some really big at bats and moved the baseball yeah. like we've needed to in some moments that um, that have been big moments in the game and really have been been tide turners, you know, and 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 creating a walk to be able to get on the base, right, being down 0-2, fighting off a few pitches, uh, and then also getting his walk, getting on base, and then to be able to run. I mean, he can run a little bit too. So uh, the ability to be able to do those things, uh, I think, is again what TJ uh, has tapped into. We always knew the power is in there. That's not a surprise by any means. Uh, we just had to get more consistent, having quality at bats, and then also being able to use the run tool as well. And he's he's done a good job so far this first part of the year of being able to do that. Manola homer in this one as well. Finky yep. as well. Lions win 15-5. to uh, Story uh, on the mound, Will Kinsler. Uh, yep. He spun a no-hitter, I think, into the sixth uh, yep. in this game. Uh, nice to see you know him back healthy. Uh, pitched great against Lafayette. And, again, I can't – reiterate this enough if you weren't at the ballpark Saturday it was a pitcher's I mean a, a hitter's dream I mean the wind's blowing out it's yep. 80 degrees yep. I mean uh, and he did a great job of allowing your offense to kind of separate by keeping them down and throwing that no hitter into the sixth inning yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like it goes hand in hand. And this is what we talk about all the time is, you know, uh, pitching creates good hitting and hitting creates good pitching, right? Uh, when you when you go out there and you set a tone from the get-go, uh, the offense comes in, they, they feel good about what they got to do, they're in their plan, they execute their plan, they score some runs, and then the pitcher goes back out, he knows his plan, he knows what he has to do, uh, alleviates, you know, having, hey, man, if I make a mistake, so what? You know, I, I can be okay here because it's a nothing-nothing game. Uh, oh, okay, if I make that mistake, it's one nothing. Right. Uh, but if it's a four nothing game, I make a mistake. It's four one. So this is where it goes hand in hand. You know, both sides of it. Uh, I thought we did a really good job offensively setting the tone early. Kinsler does a good job of throwing the zeros like he needs to to be where we need to be uh, to get a great win there and, and win the series there on Saturday. What makes him so tough? I mean, you know, he, he was great a year ago and yep. he's back again. It's just, uh, I mean, when he, I know kind of off the air we we're talking about. You know, he's, he's walked a few guys here yep. to start the year, which I know that's not like him. Not he, did, he did walk yep. five yep. Uh, in this game. But, man, when he's in the zone, a lot of swing and miss, a lot of soft contact. Uh, I mean, what's making him so good here to start this year? You know, in in an era and a day and age now where everybody's so consumed with numbers and looking at the radar gun and, uh, oh, it's got to be 95 or you can't do this. It's got to be 90 or you you can't do this. And and it's it's the exact opposite. He's a traditional pitcher, man. 
he is a very intelligent young man who knows how to, to, to work counts. He reads swings. Uh, he's very confident in all three pitches that he throws. He can throw all three of them for strikes. He can work both halves of the plate. Hey, man, hitting's not easy, especially when you can do multiple things in, in multiple parts of the zone. Uh, hey, man, when you're a one-pitch pony and, and you only throw 95 and you only throw it in one spot of the plate, guess what? We've got machines we got machines that can simulate that. That's right. Uh, it is extremely difficult to simulate that from a, from a hitting coach standpoint uh, for multiple speeds, multiple spots in the zone uh, that, that makes you successful. So you, you better get him on the one that he makes because uh, if you don't, then obviously, you know, uh, more than likely he's going to get you in that. Yeah, and don't forget, this is the guy that, you know, went up to Arkansas last year on Friday yep. and beat those guys, beat the Razorbacks yep. uh, in Arkansas. And, uh, you know, you, you talked earlier something. I thought you brought up a good point about how in that Jackson State game you wanted to get guys in situations where the first time they're yeah. doing it isn't, you know, just throwing them out there. You know, when he gets in a little bit of trouble there in the sixth, you go to a true freshman, yeah, you know, with, and the base is loaded. Yep. And, yep. I, and I think some of the people in the stands go, man, why, why would we bring in a, a true freshman here? And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I know what he's thinking here because yep. maybe this is the spot we might have to do this later in the year. You bring in true freshman Lakey Polk uh, in that bases loaded situation. I mean, talk about that decision. Yeah, you're spot on. Uh, you know, it's funny. We had that conversation Tony and I did on Sunday, the Sanford head coach, and uh, he was talking about the young man that he brought in, and then, you know, Shea hit the home run off of for the grand slam. And, and uh, you know, just said, hey, you know, there's some growing experience here early in the season that you want to go through and had his conversation with his guy. And I said, exactly. Well, I brought Polk in in the situation we did, right? Uh, I, I thought Kinsler was, was kind of kind of gassed the, the pit, hitter before. And, uh, you know, we walked him and I'm looking up and go, hey, man, Polk is the absolute – this is a great matchup for him. Uh, freshman go in there, you know, do a great job, bases are loaded. And, again, that's where I'm talking about the focus, you know, and, and the intent of what we're trying to do. Um, you know, he's never been out of the bullpen. He's always been a starter, and then that, like, it's a whole lot different. But the routine to get ready and hot is, right? Uh, we tell the guys all the time, whether you're starting you know, throw the first, first pitch of the game or you come in the ninth to finish off the game, uh, facing hitters, facing hitter. That's not a big deal. It's how you get to that point of getting ready to go in there and throw that first pitch. And so, you know, we want to experience that a little bit. Hey, man, we got to hurry up. You got to get you hot. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, you know, and get into that routine. But the other part of this is, man, hey, man, you got a base load of jam. You got three inherited runners. How many are you going to give up? None of them, right? Or give up one of them. He gets a double play ball just like we want. And then you could just feel the energy in the dugout. Again, I know what the scoreboard said is one thing. Our energy and our intent and our focus and our mentality has been really good so far at this point of knowing what the process is. Hey, man, that's the scoreboard. The scoreboard the scoreboard. We need a big pitch and a big moment. He made it. We got out of it. Now let's go score some more runs. And we did that. Absolutely. You know, there's always the game within the, in the game there and an opportunity to put, bring in your true freshman. Uh, did a good job, got out of that jam, did walk the first guy. I yep. think it went 3-2, yep. had a couple of close pitches there, but did walk the guy. Uh, but for the most part, in that situation, I think that's certainly something to build on. Then Jack Walker comes in, Levi Bennett finished this game as well. Lions win it 15-5 against Sanford. Uh, start with your best start since 2012, 7-0. Uh, you take the series against Sanford. You're now 2-0 and on the weekends as you swept Lafayette College and you took the series here against Sanford here at Hammond, uh, I mean at home, against the Bulldogs. And then you roll into Sunday. And for, really for the first time, uh, you know, well, I, I say that. They scored first in the first game on yep. Friday. Yep. But they jumped out 4 nothing there yep. in the first inning uh, on Andrew Landry. He settled in. 
Uh, I thought he made a, a nice adjustment there, but just let's let's touch on Sunday here for a moment. Yeah, you know there was a lot of good things about Sunday. Uh, you know, obviously the the scoreboard. You know, uh, I didn't like it. Obviously, I, I want to. I like to tell the guys after the game. I mean, I had the same ambition they did. I want to be fifty six and zero. I mean, that's realistic if you just take it game by game and don't really look forward. You know, too far ahead. So um, yeah, obviously disappointing to get the loss. Um, you know, we go down 4 nothing, but the response was great. You know, I, I thought we did a really good job of coming in the bottom half of the inning, uh, knowing what we had to do. We had to get in there. We had to we didn't have to score five. We didn't have to score four. Just find a way to scratch and have some quality at bats because uh, there's a lot of game left, and we did that. And then, obviously, we needed Andrew Landry to go back out there and not complicate the situation. Hey, man, you had a bad first inning. So what? Let's start landing some of these breaking balls. Let's get some other pitches going besides just your heater, and then we'll be in great shape. And he gives us five zeros, you know. Uh, so really pleased to see all that part of it. Uh, you know, I thought we started to press a little bit offensively. We started swinging some pitches out of the zone. Uh, and then, hey, man, you got you to tip your hat. You know, I mean, the, the closer they brought in, He's a good arm. He's landing three pitches uh, for strikes. It's 93-95 where he wants to with a fastball. He's landing a breaking ball in there. He's throwing a changeup where he wants to. Uh, it's a good arm. So sometimes you got to dig in there and just find a way to be one pitch better than them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take full responsibility for, for the situation with, with Finky. You know, uh, we had runners second and two outs and Killingsworth, our four-hole up, and I ran ourselves out of an inning. Uh, does it mean I'm going to stop running? Nope. We're going to keep running. Uh, we're going to keep staying aggressive, right? Uh, well, Coach, that don't make any sense with your four-hole. You know what? A lot of things in life don't make sense sometimes. It's just the way life is. So, uh, But it, our mentality, our makeup is, is still going to be the same. So I took full responsibility for that. And that's what we've talked about in the postgame. Sometimes I'm going to make mistakes. It is what it is. We're not perfect. We're all human. Uh, but that's, where, that's why it's a team sport, right? That's why we've got those guys. Hey, man, pick me up. I mean, this, that's just the way it goes sometimes. I don't need to give up five runs after. Uh, I need us to respond once we do make that mistake. Just try to keep the energy as best you can in the good success and in the, the failure that you have in, in those moments. So, um, you know, again, didn't finish the way we wanted to up there on Sunday, but uh, still a, a great quality series. Uh, I thought the, the, the most majority of the weekend was really, really good. Uh, and then, hey, man, now it creates an opportunity, right? Yeah. Uh, now it creates an opportunity for response. And, and like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, this is why I'm not a football coach. Uh, I have to wait another week before I get a chance to get back out there with the guys. And uh, now we get to go 24 hours later and get right back on our home field uh, against a really good club in St. John. Man, they've, they've done a good job. They went up to Old Dominion. They ended up losing the series at Old Dominion, uh, but a great tight series with a team that won 45 games last year and hosted a regional. Uh, and then obviously, you know, uh, they went and beat the Green Wave two out of three this past weekend. And, and uh, you know, they eluded the sweep yesterday. Tulane did with getting a win. So, um, you know, it's going to be a good club, a great challenge, and, and we're, we're extremely excited about it. Um, and I'm extremely excited about our response and for the fans to see the response as well. Matt, I tell you, when it was 4-3 in the fifth, I, I didn't have any doubt we were going to win that that's game. It. You know, that's it. I, I really, that's just kind of how yep. we've been playing so far to start yep. this year. Uh, but, look, they, they were desperate. You know, they had to get up. They don't want to come over here and get swept. And, yep. and they found a way there uh, late in the game, eighth and ninth. Um, I know that you so, – and they did it against some arms that you really like. Yep. That's the one thing we hadn't really talked about either, but some guys that have been so good so far earlier this year. But, hey, it's one of those days you put it behind you. Uh, you took two out of three against Sanford, and, again, you'll get ready for St. John's here tonight, 6 o'clock first pitch. And we'll tell you about how this game kind of came to be here in, in just a bit, and then we'll get you ready for the weekend series as the Lions will be on the road for the first time on the weekend uh, here coming up. So make sure you stay with us. We're going to be with you till 1 o'clock right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented by Creighton Townsend Holmes. We're live at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network.
All right, welcome back. About 15 minutes left to go here on our show. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser. We're here live at K Street Seafood Station. I want to thank everybody who came out here today. It's a beautiful day. Again, the, it's been warm here for uh, for February. I don't, don't get too used to it. I think we're going to have a little cold weather coming in here in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, man, Southeastern off to a blazing hot start, 7-1 and one on the year. Just took two out of three from Sanford. They'll be back in action tonight against a good St. John's team. And, Matt, I'm just putting two and two together here. I'm guessing, you know, you were able to catch them because they were down here playing Tulane. Yep. And that's why we're playing on a Monday. Usually Monday nights, not real popular for college baseball. Yeah, well, we might be one of the few shows uh, in, in I town. I think there's five games. Yeah, I look, yeah, there's five total. games in the country, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not, not a traditional uh, midweek game. But, you know, we had all the scheduling fiasco going on and um, all the conference realignment stuff. So we were just – we were dying for games to figure out who, where, when. And again, we don't care where, where, when. Um, and got fortunate enough that St. John decided that they would stay down. We originally we tried to play it tomorrow night. Couldn't find a flight out late enough for them to do it uh, on a Tuesday. Even if we did a day game Tuesday, there wasn't a flight late enough to go back to the East Coast. So, yep, we, we decided on Monday night. Um, the guys, uh, St. John got here last night after um, the Tulane series, stayed the night here. They worked out this morning at the at the – weight room and uh we'll strap it on tonight at six o'clock for our first pitch against a good club uh we're we're throwing jay long the left-hander he was good last week man uh you know went out and set a tone there against lafayette struck out the side in the first inning and uh you know against a club they can hit a little bit i mean lafayette went out and, and they beat davidson this past weekend for people who don't know who davidson is that was a 41 team a year ago so um you know it was good to see jay long do what he did last week and uh, continue to dominate the zone and, and, and do a really good job of, of three-pitch mix and, and what Jay Long is, you know. Uh, it was his first appearance out, so sometimes they can complicate that a little bit, being their first appearance, but uh, I thought he really did a good job setting a tone. And then, you know, we had Aaron Hosack through last Tuesday in his start uh, with us this being, I guess, essentially the midweek game, right? Hosack is available, so, uh, he, you know, he can come in for the long relief as well. And this is where we talk about this depth coming in. Yeah. Uh, we only used that as phone for one inning all weekend. That was on Friday. Uh, Hayden Robb, we only used him for one inning all weekend. That was on Friday. Um, so when you look at this, you got Jay Long, you got Hosack in there. Obviously, you got um, you know Rob and and Asphalm. You got both left-handers. We still haven't used Guth yet uh, out of the pen, and he's a great matchup for these guys as well. And we still haven't used uh, Jay Robb for one inning all weekend as well. So uh, the depth is definitely shown here for the pitching standpoint. When you're in Game Four. Usually you're trying to you know, piece some things together, have to bounce guys back night to night type of deal. Uh, we're not in that situation, obviously, right now with our pitching staff. So be a great game for us to get out there, get back on our feet, uh, get after it, get a chance to compete. Our offense is a chance to bounce back, right? Yeah. I mean, yesterday was kind of the first real struggle we've had offensively uh, from being able to score runs, right, production-wise. And uh, so it would be, it'd be exciting to see those guys back out there on the field tonight. Matt, you just kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, does that ever – I know we got a long way to go, a long yeah. year, uh, and obviously you want to have, have that depth. But is that challenging as a staff to make sure guys are, are getting out there? I mean, because when you have so many guys that are available, I mean, you got to be able to kind of get into a little bit of a rhythm as well, you know, and yeah. get as many parents as you, as you can have. Yeah, um, it, it, to an extent. Yeah. And, that, and that'll play out as the year goes on. You know, the guys that right. perform well are going to pitch more. And uh, right. But certainly you have a you have a lot of – a much different situation than we were that we're in right now than we were a year ago when we were sitting here as you have so many different, you know, bullets in the gun, so to speak. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and, you know, we've been in games so far that have been, you know, 
a lot of lopsided games too. Yep. So uh, we haven't had to exhaust the bullpen quite intensely. A lot of situational yeah, matchup. Yeah, we haven't exactly. Had that so we've been able to get some guys in and get some work in uh, here and there, and uh, you know, as allowed for I guess more guys to throw right now. But we do stuff in the middle of the week too. You know, we have simulated games. I know yep. it's not the same as being in a game itself, but it keeps them sharp. It keeps them fresh. So if a guy doesn't throw for you know ten days, uh, he's he's fresh and ready to go. But he's sharp as well because he's been facing a few live hitters there as well. Any idea who you see tonight from them? Have they? Yeah, they're starting a right-hander, uh, Cole, Ho Cole, how do you say it? Cole Hauser. Uh, it's a redshirt freshman, 6'6", right-hander they have there. Um, you know, watch some film on them a little bit from, from high school. Uh, looks like it's going to be a, a low no, low 90s, upper 80s arm, 88 to 91, 92, um, you know, with a breaking ball and a changeup. So he hasn't pitched yet there at, at St. John. This will be his first collegiate appearance tonight. Uh, and they're kind of in a similar situation. You know, yesterday kind of got a little lopsided early for them, so they didn't really use anybody yesterday. Their Friday guy, their closers are really good one. He's got a lot of uh, veteran to him. You know, he's, he's done a good job in a closer the last couple of years. So uh, they're kind of a similar situation that we are, right, coming off a weekend, winning two out of three, threw some bullets on Friday night to win a tight one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sunday kind of eh, didn't go our way, where Monday you can kind of bounce back. So, uh, again, I think it's going to be a great matchup, and I'm, I'm just excited to be able to get back on the field in all honesty. I, again, I think I would go nuts if I was a football coach having to wait another week after, yeah, last, after yesterday. Absolutely, and this is – First time matchup with with St. John's. First time the program. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think I think so. You know, and it's a very historic program. I mean, yeah. the amount of regionals they've been to, uh, you know, is just it, it, they're a great quality club out of the Big East. You know, they compete. There's for the actually Big a East lot of good baseball in New York. People don't think about it. You yeah. know, where there is. Yeah. Well, you think about guys like Bryant. You remember we played oh, them yeah. in a regional goodness, a few years yes. ago. Uh, people are like who who's Bryant? Well, what's this school? And all of a sudden they run out right hander 93, 95, a left hander up to ninety six, another right hander up to ninety seven, and you're going, okay, that's who Bryant is. Cool. Uh, you know those. Guys Guys up there, they throw snowballs. So when they start getting the baseball in the hand, they can throw it pretty hard. Uh, always got some quality pitching. You know, they've got a few prospects on the mound for, for St. John. Uh, I know the catcher can can really hit and swing the bat really well. They've got a few uh, uh, Big East returning all-conference players. So good club. Going to be a great matchup. And uh, just, again, just excited to be able to get back at the pat to do it. Absolutely. And then this weekend, you're going to go on the road for the first time this year as far as a weekend series. You're going to go take on Jacksonville, another team that hasn't been a very common opponent here for Southeastern. But you're going to go over there and take on those guys. And they're playing uh, two this week, uh, yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, against Florida. Uh, they just swept Siena. Uh, yeah. So this is a team, you know, where they're at geographically, they're, they're kind of like us in the fact that you're around a lot of good baseball, so they have a lot of good opponents they can play. And, and there's no different there. They're, they're a team that's seen good teams. Uh, and, and just tell us what you know about, about Jacksonville. Yeah, you know, this is a return trip. Um, if, if fans can remember, I think 2020, the COVID year. Yeah, COVID yep. year, they came into us. Uh, and had a really good club. It was their regional championship-type club. Hey, man, they had a lot of veterans on arm-wise, position player-wise, and we beat them two out of three at our place. Um, the Friday night matchup was really intense. Palmer, I think, was a, ended up being a second-rounder there, Friday night guy. So uh, a club that's always had traditional, you know, some really good pitching, some gritty position players, very similar makeup mentality that we have. Like you said, they're coming off a four-game set, four-game sweep. Uh, this past weekend, they're, they're in a great location geographically to be able to uh, obviously play 
play some really tough midweeks there. They get the double midweek with Florida, uh, you know, and a lot of people come down for the sunshine there in Florida and the non-conference play too. So, uh, again, just excited to be able to get a chance to get on the road, uh, go go get somewhere else and, and see what we do, perform there in those type of environments. Uh, it's a nice ballpark. It's a great area. So, um, you know, we'll take care of business tonight. Tonight's obviously the main focus. We haven't even uh, decided to think about Jacksonville just yet. You know, you got to plan ahead. But we'll take care of business tonight, and then we'll get to work on Jacksonville uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, looking at their kind of I'm on their website right now, it looks like they have a nice park. So it ought to be a nice, nice place park. to go yep. uh, play this weekend against Jacksonville. So, again, kind of reset this thing for you. Uh, tonight we're going to play St. John's, a team out of the Big East. They just took two out of three against Tulane this weekend. I lost yesterday. Uh, they'll be over here taking on the Lions here tonight, and then we're going to play Jacksonville um, best two out of three. And, and that, this kind of starts uh, after tonight – we have a little road trip there. I think we'll play seven in a row or something, or maybe eight in a row, uh, you know, after tonight on the road. We've played a lot of home games to start this year, uh, but we'll get on, on the road and, and be, uh, be battle-tested, get, get some good opportunities to, to win on some road games. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm excited about seeing is just us in different environments. And, you know, I thought we did a really good job, like we talked about Tuesday night in our first uh, road game of the year and, and going into an environment that's not an easy place to play in Jackson State. So, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm excited to see us continue to, to answer the bell and answer that challenge. And, you know, if we continue to do what we've done so far in those first eight games, uh, you know, the, the ability to focus, the ability to be able to mature and handle some things, uh, the, the, the success, the failure, uh, you know, obviously we had a ton of it so far, but uh, if they can continue to, to answer the bell in the manner they have, then we'll be in great shape. And I think tonight's a great first step in that opportunity to be able to do that. And we talk about it all the time, man. Uh, look, life life doesn't always go the way you want it to go. And uh, there's an event that's going to happen, and it's all about how you respond to the outcome that you're going to get. So uh, this will be, be a quality response tonight. This will be a quality response the next couple of weeks uh, to be able to go on the road at Jacksonville, at Auburn, right? Yep. And we get finally back home with a pad, I think March 14th or 15th, whatever day it is. The 14th against Southern 14th, Miss. 14th, there you go, against Southern Miss, who's, you know, again, top 25 club. So uh, no, no gimmies in this by any means. You know, it's going to have to go out. And, and like we said, that's the only way we want it. We want it earned. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to play the second or third. We want to play the best. Give us the best. We want to match up with the best. You know, we want to pitch your best hitter in the, in the box, pitch your best arm on the bump, uh, and let's go get after it and then have fun competing. So excited about that opportunity coming up this week. All right, if you're looking at the schedule for this weekend against Jacksonville, uh, the games are going to be, you know, we play at the same time, six. Eastern, yeah. Yeah, six, two, and one, but that's, right. for, uh, that's Eastern time. So over here it's going to be 5 o'clock first pitch Friday night, 1 o'clock on Saturday, and noon on Sunday. Azure Lions will take on the Jacksonville Dolphins. But, again, join us tonight. St. John's, the Red Storm, they're here. Take on the Lions, 6 o'clock first pitch right here in Hammond. Well, Matt, we just have a couple of minutes left to go here on our show. Uh, it's kind of a pregame show as we're getting ready for tonight's game as yep. your team will be out on the field in just a couple of hours getting ready for tonight's matchup against St. John's. You're off to your best start since 2012, sitting there at 7-1, and one, uh, have really played well, have scored double-digit runs in five of your first eight games. Uh Took two out of three from a good Sanford club this weekend. But you are coming off of your first loss of the season on Sunday. I know you're excited to get back out there and see how your team responds against a Saint, good St. John's team. Give us your final thoughts here of the afternoon as we get ready for tonight's matchup. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing our club has got to do is, is continue to stay in the now. Um, I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's been a good start. And obviously, well, we talked about in the preseason every year. We talk about the same way. Whether you start out 15-0 and or 0-15, man, you got to continue to show up the same way every single day. 
with the same work ethic, with the same type of intent, the same type of confidence. You know, confidence is a big thing in baseball. I mean, that's, that's just the reality of it. You know, Monty Mo gets on your side, you start rolling a little bit. Uh, but it's the ability to still be confident when things aren't quite going your way as well. So, uh, you know, and then again, when it's over the top, you know, you sit here and go, oh, man, we're off to a great start. We're going to be a great team. And you lose focus on what you need to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you look up and like, oh, well, how how'd that happen? Well, we, we started looking at the, what it was and what it is. Um, so I think it's important for us to continue the maturity that we've had so far with this ball club is, hey, man, yep, great first two weeks, uh, but all that's over with. And tonight is a great opportunity for you to respond to your first loss of the season. How do you want to do that? Hey, man, this weekend coming up, uh, you got a great test coming up, you know, and, and, and going on the road in Jacksonville and also going to Auburn and then, you know, before you get back against a good Southern Miss club here at home. So, hey, man, again, a great opportunity for us to, to be locked in on what we need to. But, you know, the thing for us, again, is, is staying just kind of day to day. I mean, that's it sounds simple. Uh, it sounds easy to do, but we're also talking about, I know as, as a grown man, it's, it's tough for me to do, uh, but we're talking about 18 to 22-year-old young men that have to do that, right, uh, that, that have got to be mature enough to be able to handle some things. And not, don't read the forums. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. Don't read, don't read social media. Don't read the Internet, man, because yeah. when you're doing well, everybody's going to tell you how great you are. When you're doing bad, everybody's going to tell you how bad you are. And, uh, you know, this clown has got this opinion and that clown's got this opinion. That's what the fans, that's what it's for. It's not for you. For you, it's for the circle. For our players, it's for the circle. It's for that locker room. And if you continue to cloud your mind with outside noise and opinions, uh, you're not doing yourself any good. Getting in the locker room, get convicted in what we're doing, stay confident in what we're doing with the success or the failure, and then the process and the result will match up of what you want. All right, Matt, thanks so much for being here. Again, your Southeastern Lions will be back in action in just a few hours, 6 o'clock first pitch against St. John's right here at the Pat. We hope to see everybody at the ballpark. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to thank everybody here at K Street Seafood Station for being our host and obviously Cretan Towns and Homes for being our title sponsor. For Coach Matt Reiser, I'm Alan Waddell. We'll see you next time right here on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Line up, everybody.